Exurgat Deus et dissipentur inimici eius et fugiancio deruntium a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. We're going to start with a correction from yesterday's episode. I'm pretty sure I was full of crap. Just going to leave it there. Um, I'm sure I managed to touch on a few things that were ver- were significantly important, but the overall conclusions do seem to be off, and it's too early to tell for sure how the whole thing's going to play out. <clears throat> so that's my correction. Yesterday, Yesterday's episode was pretty much garbage. I mean, they are going to fail. That much is absolutely sure. But the details need a little bit more working out, and so I'll touch back on that later. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancti Michael Archangelo, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperat illideas supplicas de precamur, duque princeps militae caelestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Nomine, uh, Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvierimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio est. Nomine Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> so, pulling up from an article, it's weird because I never, ever, Go to Jacobin Magazine, but, well, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Jacobin Magazine actually had an in, an interesting uh, article, <laughs> and it's weird because They're sold by ja- <laughs> Jacobin Magazine is sold on Amazon, and yet they have articles like this: "The Hellish Reality of Amazon's Human Resources Department." Amazon is creating company towns across the United States. <clears throat> Clearly, somewhat critical. But I want to also give a hat tip to Russell Brand because he noticed the mad, he noticed the article and then he started talking about it. And he manages to put together some very very good like as he's reading the article because because he he'll read a few sentences and then whatever jumps out at him will make a comment on it. Um and there were some things that jumped out at him like the fact that Amazon has decided that the death of its employees is less expensive than doing the right thing. So a lot of people know that Amazon hires people at a significantly higher uh, pay rate as a starting salary. Like they advert, like I remember they used to always advertise like starting at $15 an hour. Well, here's what they don't tell you. They don't tell you that they hire three quarters of a million new employees, more than three quarters of a million, 770,000 employees every year. And they fire or lose 660,000 every year. 
And that result basically means that in a little bit over eight months, all of its hourly employees in all of its facilities all across the land are replaced. Now, what does that mean? If the average, if the average term that an employee ends up working in a company like Amazon is about eight months, which is roughly the average, then every eight months, they reset everything back to the beginning. So they never have to pay out time off. They never have to pay out vacation. They never really have to contribute to your 401k. They never really have to do any of that. Because in a lot of cases, your pay doesn't kick in for, you know, anywhere for like all of those benefits don't kick in start until at least 90 days and typically going for six months. It's usually six months before you get your first pay raise or whatever. And if you're gone after a year, then you never collect your vacation time. You never collect your time off. You never collect any of that. And so what they've managed to do is they've managed to save tons of money by making sure that by the time anybody actually has to collect, like actually is ready to go collect benefits, they're already gone. And that's where it gets excessively interesting. Because noted in the noted in the magazine article, and I'm I'm gonna have to take some time out to try and find the actual specific um Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take some time out to actually track it down. I did not know they spent so much time talking about Amazon in Jacobin magazine. <clears throat> but if you're rotating people out every eight months, then that means that no one ever really makes more than the starting salary. That means in their one million person workforce across the United States. Their one million person workforce is never making more than the beginning, the starting wages. There is no career in Amazon. It's we're going to we're going to hire you. We're going to use you up and then we're going to kick you out. And the other thing that they noted was that anybody who actually finishes one full year, the company actually goes up and tries to pay them off to get them to quit. Their business model is to have a perpetually unskilled labor force. That's just churned through like a meat, like meat through the grinder. And I will tell you that this is absolutely the case, not just for Amazon, but also for other companies that do that do warehousing and shipping like Chewy. It is actually part of their design to kick people out, to manage to push people through so that you never, one, you never really learn about the people that you work with because it's only going to be a few, you're only going to work with them for four to six months at the most. It is actually in the design for a company like Amazon to be evil. And if you question this, if you have any doubts about this, then I'm going to point your attention to the tornado that hit that. If you remember that really big storm, that really big set of storms that cut across the Southeast, like up, up through the Midwest in the, in the middle of like that whole big giant tornado, including the tornado that took out the Amazon warehouse. And there were many, and there were like six people who died in that tornado. And what did they say? They said all of the, all of the policy procedures were followed precisely. 
because they don't actually cut you loose when the tornado sirens come on. They cut you loose once they have confirmation that the tor tornado has hit the ground. And at that point, they will allow the workers to stop and seek shelter, which is why so many people died. That thing that happened with the Amazon warehouse in Illinois, that was the business model in play. Now, it should not be surprising because if you scroll through the things that are available on Amazon, the vast majority of the clothing and the doodads and all the knickknacks and what's and what's it's everything that you could possibly want to find on Amazon. Where does it come from? Most of it comes from China. And most of that stuff comes from slave slave warehouse, warehouses where slaves work. Goodly portion of it comes out of the Uyghur, the Uyghur camps, where they're there for political re-education, political and social re-education. <clears throat> Conveniently, they're also there to be raped and murdered and sterilized and experimented on and all that other stuff. China supplies Amazon with most of its product. Amazon basically has the same model as China. You want to take too much time off? That's fine. We'll fire you. You want to quit? That's fine. We'll just replace you. We're constantly we're constantly running we're constantly running job fairs and labor drives. And it should actually begin to ask the question like at some point you've got to ask the question. They have an 80% higher rate of worker workplace injury than most of the rest of the market in their same category. It is literally in Amazon's business model to allow people to die rather than stop production. <clears throat> so now comes the next question. Because this is, this is actually where things start to get hinky. There are many things that you just don't find anywhere else. I mean, Amazon's got coverage on pretty much everything. They've shown that they're willing to censor people. They've shown that they're willing to try and cut their friends' competitors off, as it was Amazon Web Services that cut off Parler in January of last year. Uh, yeah, January 2021. we can actually say fairly certainly that there's nothing ethical about their business practice. I'm sure you've heard about the boxes where the, the little boxes where they, where, you know, if you're an employee working the warehouse floor, you can go into the little box and, and cry because they literally put cry rooms in the, in the warehouse. But there's more to it. See, because Amazon wouldn't be able to run the way they do if their mid-level management didn't let them. They wouldn't be able to run the way they do. Like, seriously, by the time... It, let's be real for just a moment. So, I served in the military. And when you do, you get to understand how, like, how much actually gets lost 
in a, in a, in a very large hierarchical structure. So your platoon sergeant knows you by name. Your squad leader knows you and probably knows most of everything about you. Your team leader definitely knows most of everything about you. Your platoon leader, maybe the lieutenant, he might know a lot about you, but he's probably not going to know you as well as any anybody in your squad. People in your company are going to know you fairly well because a company is approximately 100, approximately 100 people. They're going to know you fairly well, but they, but some are going to know you better than others. And your company commander is going to know your name, going to know your it's at least a goodly portion of your work record. He's definitely going to know if you're bad at your job. <clears throat> your battalion commanders doesn't know your name because he's got about five or six hundred people. He knows maybe 30 or 40 people personally in his battalion. And most of those people work in work in the support shops. And the, the same thing goes for the brigade commander. So your battalion commander is in charge of like five or 600 people and your brigade commander is in charge of 1500 people. And each of them are going to know about 20 people. They'll know about maybe 20, right about 20 people they'll know by name. They'll have, a, and of those 20, they'll have about five or five or six that are going to be their go-to. I need information on X, Y, and Z. I'm going to ask this person, period. Like, so there might be five or six people that are his go-to for information about things going on in the battalion or things going on in the brigade. And that also holds true for the division commander. Because now we've gone, now, a division commander has 20,000 people. 20 to, 20 to 30,000 people, depending on, depending on how the unit's broken down. <clears throat> so your division commander is, and your division commander is typically a two-star general. And he's going to be in charge of roughly 20,000 people, at least in the army. And then you're going to have your core commander who's going to have, who's going to be in charge of anywhere from two to five divisions. And now mind you, every one of these commanders who I've named, whom I've named will know about 10 to 20 people personally, and will have five or six people that are their go-tos for most of the information that they need. Anything that's going on with their unit. So imagine five or six people advising someone in charge of 120, 130,000 troops. All right. Now, Amazon has in the United States of America, one million employees. And if it's broken down anywhere close to that. By the time you get to the CEO. Or the chief operations officer or, the, or whoever the chief of human resources is. By the time you get up to there, again, you're still talking five or six people that they go to with another with another 15 to with another 15 people that they know personally by name. So the guys all the way up at the top might know 20 people. They're each only going to have about five or six people that they talk to for most of what they need to know. And those five or six people are going to control the fates of more than one million employees. You can see very quickly how much information might get lost. And you can see also very quickly how all of those intermediate intermediate levels of management are vital. Because you're typically going to have a like a section chief or something like that or a shift leader who's going to be in charge. I know at Chewy there were it was roughly about 7 people in charge of 100 in charge of 130 employees on the floor. So that's a one to 20 on the floor. 
And there should be a general manager who's actually worth a damn. But let's be real. Most of the time, those are the people who manage to wiggle their way in without actually having, without actually providing anything of any substance. And by providing anything of any substance, I mean by actually being an asset to the entire crew and not just the upper level management. Because remember, <clears throat> at the ground level, you're responsible for whatever your job is and trying to do it at a quality level. Every step above, you become increasingly concerned with efficiency and not effectiveness. And the problem that you run into is that the higher you go up, when you're more concerned about productivity and you're more concerned about efficiency, you try to come up with systems that make things work better, but may not necessarily be healthier for your employees. And if your number one objective is to make sure that for your 1 million employees, you never have to pay out benefits. And that's really the, the kicker. Because that's how this is designed. If you're cycling out three quarters of a million people a year of one million, you never have to pay out benefits. You'll never have to pay into the 401k. You'll never have to pay. You'll never have to really worry about having to pay anything for medical insurance. You'll, you'll never have to pay anything. Keep your workforce new. And if I never have to pay for anything, I can continually provide ridiculously low cost to my, to my customers because my customers will never know that they are furthering the negligent homicide of an average of six people every month. Think about that. If you get on Amazon once a month for all the millions of people that get on Amazon, I mean, let's be real. Like Amazon provides for a lot of people, 330 million people across, across the country, 8 billion people around the world, probably 6 billion of them actually have access to Amazon. And that's where you run into an issue because they're cranking it because they're basically cranking out of their employees an average an average death rate of about six a month. People who die on the job. Think about that. Now it gets more important because they had, they recently had two people die in the Bessemer warehouse. Cause this is actually from the article. They had two people die in the Bessemer warehouse in Alabama and the Bessemer warehouse. They instructed the rest of the, the rest of the team to keep working and don't talk about it. They didn't take a moment for a moment of silence. They didn't, they didn't grant enough time for people to take a moment to pray. And they didn't let anybody who personally, who were actually somewhat close to the two people who died, they didn't let them go home so that they could mourn. They didn't let them do anything to mourn. They didn't even stop operations as the ambulance was there. Now, Russell Brand does a great job of pointing out that by not even taking a moment to stop and pray, you know, a moment of silence so people could pray or whatever, they've literally stripped the humanity away from their employees. 
<clears throat> they literally stripped the humanity. Like the thing that makes us most human is our ability is 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 our tendency, our nature towards looking at somebody dying and going. Requiem eternum dona eis domine lux perpetua luciat requiescat in pace. No time. No time for that. No time for a Hail Mary. But they've got time to put cry rooms in the in the in the warehouses so people can go in there and cry for a few minutes. I'm not saying that the people up at the uppermost levels are evil. I am saying that the aggregate amounts of small evil on every level makes the whole company wicked. And I'm only talking about this because I myself actually now have to do some more local research because there are things that I cannot, that I have no, like, honestly, I've got no idea where they are in the town that I'm in because I move entirely too much. <clears throat> As a default, even though, even though I've disliked it, I was like, well, screw it. I'll just get it on Amazon because I kind of need it in the immediate. I know I'll be changing that practice. <clears throat> I just wish more local businesses would get on the interwebs so they'd be easier to find. But we're running out of excuses to actually continue to provide to provide the economic oil that keeps the gears running in a company like Amazon. And Amazon's not the only one. <clears throat> I mean, it's Amazon, it's Walmart, it's any of the warehousing. If it's any of the warehousing. I hate to say it, but we're reaching a point where it might actually be a good idea to shut the system down. The big business and shut them down and just shut them down. Pull back, go fully local. Suffer through it because every time, like, oh, hey, they pay all this, that, and the other, and they have all of these great benefits. Oh, but we're not going to tell you that we managed that we managed to allow roughly a hundred or so of our employees die every year. We're not going to we're not going to mention the fact that we actually planned. We actually had a plan, and that plan was executed properly in Illinois when that when that warehouse was taken out. That was the expected result. That was the planned for result. And they followed the plan. And it might also be a good idea to start rethinking our labor laws where you start, where you start forcing large companies. If they're going to be big like that, then they need to start paying into the benefits on day one. Oh, we don't even know if they're going to be there that long. So 
we need to manage to shift the cost where it becomes more expensive for them to hire a new person at the lowest rate than it does to keep their employees. Because otherwise, companies like Amazon, and I say companies like Amazon, Amazon is the archetype here. <laughs> Think about that. The cute little logo. You know, they got that little that little swoosh thing that they that they say is a smile. I got to be honest with you. I never thought that was a smile. I always thought it was a penis. There was just something very phallic about the logo. And given actually <laughs> gracious, given the fact that Jeff Bezos just uh, th just this last summer flew a rocket that was also shaped like a dildo into space. <clears throat> I mean, granted, when it comes to rockets, there's a finite number, like there is actually a finite number of shapes that are efficient. But given the phallic, given, oy, given the phallic, yeah, no. And anyway, <clears throat> and I always thought there was something wrong with the company because of that, in all honesty. <sighs> now we know. Their business model is designed to use people like, use people like resources. And they're not the only ones, in all honesty. You, you're not going to tell me, you're not going to convince me that Walmart's not doing the same thing. You're not going to convince me. And you're definitely not going to convince me that Chewy's not doing the same thing because I worked at Chewy and I know for a fact they're doing the same thing. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, Chewy is a subdivision of PetSmart. So are you better off going local? Yes. Because otherwise you're just furthering the meat grinder. That's it. <clears throat> and I know I will be looking for another way to do business with a lot with regards to a lot of stuff. And I might be done with big box stores altogether, even if it kills me. Might just have to do research and go for a drive and actually go buy the stuff from a mom and pop shop that's somewhat local. Which means for my next sound, for uh, <clears throat> any sound soundboard upgrades, means I'm going to be driving eight hours to Miles City so that I can go get it at a local store. Because that's just going to be, that's just the way it's going to have to be. It's easy to look past all of the monstrosity until, but the moment that you, the moment that it's brought up to your attention, you have to understand that if you're going to carry, like if you're going to just keep going on the path that you're going and not make a change, it is distinctively possible that you'd be held to account. I was willing to a degree to accept some of the crap dealing with China because they pretty much make everything and there's just some, like, you're just stuck. 
But these companies are literally killing their warehouse employees. They've literally written the murder of their own employees into the DNA of their business processes. I don't know about you, I still consider myself pro-life. And while this isn't as bad as abortion, it's pretty damned close. And it's happening to our citizens, our friends, our neighbors, our communities, or what's left of our communities. Because every time, every time Amazon drops a warehouse in some, in some tiny village or just outside of some tiny village, that village goes bust. Those companies are poison. The time is coming where we're going to have to make a really, really rough set of decisions. Because in order to actually live faithfully as Catholics, the more of this wickedness that comes out, the less of it we're able to, com- to participate in, the more, the more sacrifices we're going to have to make just as a rule. If you can still participate in some of this evil, you have to re like you really do have to re-examine your faith. Are these people going to get prosecuted? No, because you can't prove it. You can only infer through correlative data. So the only way to really bring these people to justice is to simply stop doing business with them. And understand that everybody who's got the same model, they're all doing the same thing. Changes have to be made. And we have to do it ourselves. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.